Bama in the kitchen playing mahjong. Daddy in the alley playing mahjong. Mama on the cushion playing mahjong. Here we go again. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pock Talk. Today, we pick up where we left off last week with Jason Chu. In this second part of the episode, we talk about the idea of empowerment and dive deeper into Jason's music. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out Jason's videos, do so. It's powerful stuff, and you might recognize some faces. Stick around to the end of the episode. We'll be closing out with Jason's track, Christian Muslim. We had a blast talking to Jason, and we hope he comes back soon. I really hope that you all enjoy this episode. If you're an artist, an activist, or just want to inspire others, this episode will resonate with you for sure. And if you enjoy it, please share the show with a friend. And you know what's coming. I say this all the time. Subscribe on iTunes and rate us. Your support is what keeps us coming back. So once again, thanks for being here. This is episode 12 of Pock Talk. Show off the car like demo display. Grandma in the kitchen playing my job. Daddy in the alley playing my job. Mama on the cruise ship playing my job. My job. So you don't empower people with your music, or you do? I think I free them. <laughs> I don't, I don't give a fuck what I do as long as it results in freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can be anything, because. Also, different people need different things. You yeah. know, like, some We're people don't same. need power. You know, some people don't need, yeah, some people need gentleness. You know what I'm saying? Some people need to be heard, right? Empathy. It's, yeah, empathy, which is, I would argue, subtly different from empowerment. Some people want but, sympathy. Yeah, but in <laughs> the end, it all winds up at the same place, hopefully, yeah. you know. Yeah. Hope. <laughs> yeah. You, you like, did oh, mention yeah. that that you felt that um, it's mm. it's a fear of loss of power. Yeah, ev- I think everything comes mm. from fear. Or like yeah, everything comes from like yeah. Yeah, like people oppress because they're afraid if I don't oppress you, what's gonna happen? Right. Yeah. Which is really interesting. So fear because means, yeah. what was what what were the chants a month ago with the tiki torches? Do you remember what they were? Uh-huh. Oh, that's or, right. You will not replace us. You will not replace yeah. it. It's fear of being yeah. replaced. Which is really interesting to, to Yeah, because like, you're yeah. on both sides. Very much you know? so. And and and, yeah. and you know what you know what sucks? The fear on both sides makes it wrong on both sides. Because when people of color are fearful to the point where they get aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, like okay, I I like shout out to all of our civil rights leaders. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love Malcolm. I love mm-hmm. Dr. King. They paved the way for a lot of people. But, you know, one one was, you know, by any means mes- necessary. Right, right. And one was a pacifist movement, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand sometimes there is a necessity to stand up mm-hmm. and do your part, but mm-hmm. but maybe that's not the way to do it all the time, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and But when's that distinction? Because that is power, right? You get you, you take power back to combat that oppressive power. Mm-hmm. But so, how do you navigate? But and I think the thing is right. Like, if the only, uh, the only implementation or execution of power that you know, is right. right it, it's it's the cycle of abuse. Uh, you know what? Uh, J Cole has this awesome song. Um, he put it out like just a, uh, like half a year ago. It was just a single, um, and he talks about the idea of abused people abuse other people. 
You know, exactly. Right. And I think that that's right. So that's how like, you know, like uh, there's a big domestic violence issue in Asian communities. And I think a lot of immigrant communities, right? It's because you get these men who come to this country and they go out and they're demeaned at their jobs or they don't feel like shit or they're shit on. Then they go home and they like shit on their wives and kids. And you look at their past too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like that's, and that, that goes back to that idea of this passive furthering of oppression that like after a while you don't even got to you've given people the tools to destroy themselves yeah they don't even realize that they're perpetuating it yeah yeah and 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 so i think that that's a major issue is that you know we got to address that uh and that's why like to me white supremacy it's not just something white people do it's something we're all buying into it's something we've all bought into right the fact that like uh you know like The fact that we think that money is better than not money. The fact that we think that, you know, like, education is better than not education. We're buying into that institution, that structure exactly. of what freedom is. Exactly. You know, what, that, that, I mean, the American dream, that's what it is, too. Like, yeah. Okay, like, that's that's all it is. It's just, like, buying into this concept of... Yeah, you this have is to what, buy into the American dream to be free is what the slogan kind of is you know is that right what, is i mean but i mean no i mean i mean that's not the slogan but what i'm saying is like when you come mm-hmm. here the idea is you buy in to the american culture you buy into the american fr- dream and maybe maybe you or your kids will see it yeah but and, and it's maybe it's so interesting happiness it's so interesting though right because that happiness it's always uh located uh, it's always centered somewhere other than you yeah and it's right? always centered later never now mm-hmm. with what mm-hmm. you have yeah, which yeah. is interesting because that's a form of oppression in of itself. Because if no one gave a shit about money and everyone's always happy, mm-hmm. then or right, like like <laughs> like I know definitely like right in the Asian culture, so much of it is like marrying a white person. You know, like if you marry a white person, then you're Whoa. good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, can I talk? Can right? we talk about that for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, because that's Cause heavy, that's a thing. Man. That's heavy. That's a thing. You know, it's and, and yeah. this is very stereotypical, and I don't mm-hmm. want to be stereotyping, but like it's a th- like I've heard it multiple times from both Asian cultures and then um, yeah. other cultures where, oh, yeah, Asian women, like, really dig white men for some reason. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, vice versa also. Mm-hmm. Asian guys often really dig white girls. It's just that, like, because of the way systems have been set up, that's less likely to happen. Mm. But, yeah, on both sides, man, like, there's so many people. And, and this is some sh- shit that I hate hearing. Wait, did, I hear did this. your parents ever tell you? No, nah, they right, right. Uh, they were also pretty cool. And I'm also curious. Mm-hmm. You're married now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's Taiwanese American. Okay. So she's Taiwanese. And, okay. and it's interesting because I actually, uh, in high school, I dated all white girls. Oh. And then ever since college, I've pretty much only, there was there was a black girl that I was seeing a little bit, but like it's pretty much been a lot of Asian girls and definitely all POC, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> is really funny. conscious or a subconscious thing, you think? It was. I, I or think, did it just happen? It just, yeah. she it, just vibed with them, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it wasn't even a race right, thing. But, but we all about challenging. Wait, why? Why? No, we have to. We have to. We have to dissect Go that. Deep. Yeah. No, and and I think that for me, definitely, my 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 wife and I, we've talked about the fact that uh, one of the things we really appreciate about each other is understand. Like you know, so she's she's actually a minister. She's a pastor, and so like for me to understand what it means to be an Asian American woman in that uh, role. That's is crazy. big for her. And then vice versa, you know, for Because she's for literally to preaching to yeah. a community, and she has a community that's looking... Yeah. And you're literally tr- preaching to a community. Right. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so no, so we've actually talked a lot. We're both very aware. And this is one of the things that, that got us initially interested in talking and hanging out with each other is we're very aware of our roles as public figures. We're very aware of what it means for me to be an Asian dude, a short, you know, like I'm not like, I'm not like a model looking Asian dude. Like I'm just, you know, like what it means for me to be on stage in front of people and what it means for her to be, you know, like on the in the pulpit Sunday mornings. And, and so I think that it's definitely... And, you know, even when, when I dated, uh, you know, th- this black girl, we had some really good conversations about, you know, her as a black woman, me as an Asian man. Like, I've definitely gravitated towards people. Like, you know, like, even you guys, you know, like, we were having like, these very aware conversations. And I think for me, if you are denying or in any way not owning your public, uh, your role as the body you have in the society we have, I, I can't get that close to you. Because that's just, uh, it's ineffective and it's idealistic and it's not, uh, it's going to lead to some kind of disconnect between your desired reality of, no, everybody, every, every, like literally every body can be anything, anywhere I want. Like, no, we're, we're very much, uh, we need to know what it means for us. You know, like exactly like you're saying, like in Orange County, you know, you're walking around like, being very aware of being a Latino body right. in these spaces. Right. But how, yeah. But then, and but also being aware, mm-hmm. but then also how to act progressively with that. And right. not right. retroactively, right? Yeah, yeah. So so not falling into lines, but it's it's like uh, knowing how to play the games, yeah. you know? So like, yeah. you know, like, like I was saying, you know, I got this new group, Beijing Boys. Uh, it's this trap project. It's just lit music. Like it's, Please and, and, and thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nice. what I love doing with it is like uh, our whole idea is basically like selling good shit like it's bad shit. Nice. You know, like like we're going to be lit and turned and just having a good ass time and just high energy music, but without misogyny, without casual materialism. Like that's one thing I'm yeah. really proud of. Thank All you. our videos, Please we've thank never you. been like flashing money. We've never been like showing like, oh, I got this and this and that. It's always just been a good-ass time. Like, it looks cool. We look like, you know, like, just having fun. But it's never been like, oh, look at the money. Or, oh, we've got this woman who's just here to be here. Token. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I believe we can do it. I, I believe this is the future of activism. Yeah. It's like, attra- it's attractivism. Yeah. It's like drawing people in. And artistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Using the artistry that people have to attract that. Because yeah. you know what? You know what it is? Because... Rappers that do that, you know, mm-hmm. and that like that use misogyny to attract no. people, that use materialism to attract people, it's just getting old. It's getting old, but I think and like it's yeah. it's a story that's been told well, over. Not only that, but you have yeah. to kind of meet people where halfway. You know, you got to meet yeah. people where they yeah. are. And there are people in all these mm-hmm. mediums. There are people who are attracted to all these types of music. So, and if you happen to, you know, you happen to spit something that 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 flows and people that people like, and you're you know, spitting a good message. I mean, they, exactly. You know, right? Exactly. But but you can't act as though your message is enough. You know, because I flash holier than that. Yeah, because I see right. too many people who are just like, "Oh man, you know, I'm I'm making something with a good message," and it's like, "Dog," but you know, like nobody, yeah. like no one's beyond but it's low that. energy. Yeah. Like like that's not necessarily a negative. No. But what else do you offer beyond that? You know, and and I think that for us, this is the whole thing is like. So I can't listen to Jesus music, bro. <laughs> I love, I love <laughs> no, Jesus. I know bro, what you mean. He's like my homie. Mean. Like no yeah. one knows this, but like yeah. he's like the one. But I cannot listen to 
people that preach about him yeah. and people that shove him down my throat, mm -hmm. especially when it's like done in like <laughs> reggaeton, rap, and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I mean, sometimes it's done really well, but sometimes it's like, oh, that's just not, I'm sorry. It's just not vibing, right? Yeah, and, and again, this is why I think like Las Cafeteras is so dope because they're just making good music. And they're also, conscious it's revolution fuck, music. Yeah, yeah it it's revolution music, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of Calle 13, or if you dabble, you should check them out. Yeah. It, it's it's same thing, dude. Mm -hmm. It's real music, it's awesome, but every song is, like, hitting you in the face with realism. And you're yeah. like, holy shit. Like, sometimes... Yeah, and this is the thing, I see this in the Latinx communities, I see this in black communities, and I want this in Asian communities, you know? But I feel like... And, you know, there's people doing it. I know there are. But it feels like there's this artificial divide between, like, you've either got to be super woke and constantly reminding people of your wokeness or you just making fun music. And I want to marry those two. And that's where this, this Beijing Boys thing comes in. It's like we can have both. And, again, I know there's other people who have done it and are doing it. But I, I just see it, especially so much in, like, Latino-Latina circles, like people who make good music. So let's talk that's about fun. how you got to this point yeah definitely definitely yeah, i mean you were so you were in la you were I, you were talking about how you got to la mm -hmm. uh you, you were working so uh so yeah so or did I, you just start getting in the game so okay so actually i came out here and i was going uh part-time to grad school okay so i was doing a master's degree part-time and what? then part-time i was studying uh, intercultural studies up in pasadena Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so I was doing that, and Ooh, then like, part time. What school? What school? Oh, I was at Fuller. I was okay. at Fuller. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So actually, that's when I first met my my wife. Oh, okay. Was uh, she was on campus? I was on campus, but then I but then I dropped out. Okay. Um, <laughs> eventually, this is what. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, all about that, man. I'm all about quitting things. A true, <laughs> you know, I'm all about true artists. Yeah. Yeah. Proud. <laughs> you ain't an artist until you drop uh, out of something, right? <laughs> For me, it took all the way to grad school, then I became a dropout. But, you know, hey, yeah. man. hey, you got. Hey, man, you went to Yale. <laughs> that doesn't even count. Doesn't count. <laughs> I can never be a dropout. Undergrad in Yale yeah. is a graduate degree at, <laughs> forever at CSUN. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, that's fucked up. <laughs> you sure you're degree? They're like, bro, oh, CSUN oh, bro, bound. You need to finish your class. <laughs> yeah, you get you know, it. No, but I, I was I was very happy that I that I left actually because you know shout outs to them. But like it to me it represented this this willingness to go all in. To you know? not and, bow and, down. And, and yeah, it was it was not bowing, and it yes. was it was part of that first step of seeing myself as an artist. Because the reason I quit uh, grad school was because I was starting to well because my first mixtape was about to come out. And I wanted to have the freedom to tour. Uh, and I wound up starting to tour that spring. So I dropped out that December. And then by February, the album came out. The mixtape came out. Then February, March, April, I was, I was touring pretty heavy, which was really cool. Um, yeah, so, so I came to L.A. And that, that was kind of my little safety net, you know, was grad school. It was like, if this music thing goes belly up and I'm just nothing's happening, at least I'll get a degree and I'll know what to do. Um, you know, so still, like I said, very much not seeing myself as, you know, having that plan B, having that safety net. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like <clears throat> as an artist, you don't really know or can't really get there until you pull that safety net and just go for it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, I, when, when did you pull it? When did you? Well, when and you, uh -huh. why do you, do you think that's true? Because I've seen that with a couple of people where it's like, yeah. You're, you're half in, half out, half in until you make that decision. You know what? Fuck it. 
all are like go big or go home, and then you just definitely, yeah, man. Because uh, so this is a thing, man. Like all the dudes I started out doing music with in LA, except for one, this one girl, Prisca. Other than her, everyone else, we all came in and started around the same time. They're all not doing music now, you know. And or, or some of them are doing music, but it's like part time. It's like not, it's not. Yeah. It's you. You know how it is. Like sometimes you gotta yeah. eat, man. Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us get hungry sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just priorities, dude. Like shit happens, and then you can you gotta. You know, yeah, and, and things around. Yeah. I don't know if you figure something out. Yeah, and you like, 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 I'm, I'm sympathetic to that. You know, like, I get it. Like, you know, my buddy got married, and that's awesome. But then he got to support that. You know, or like, uh, like other buddies, it just didn't work. But it, it is, I think, to a certain degree, that sense of like fly or fall. It's like, you know, get off the pot. Yeah, and if you don't, then you're just sitting there forever. You know, and and nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So then you you just bounce. Yeah. Um and. I'm not. I'm not talking down on that. Like for all, of, they're still all fine musicians, good musicians, good people. Of course. Yeah. But I do think, like, like okay. So so circling all the way back to top of part part one, right? Imagination, <laughs> imagination. Like, yeah. what can you imagine yourself as? And I think that for so many people I know, they just could never imagine themselves as a working artist. So it was, it was just too far out of reach. It was too far, and think? it was too far out of reach, and also low key to be a working artist. It's, this shit is no longer fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have so much fun. No, I know, but it's but, work, dude. Like, it's your life now. Yeah, like, and I... When it goes bad, it goes bad. Like, this is the thing, man. <laughs> so many people... Like, like, another... I got a lot of slogans because I just like them. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel you. Out, bro. I feel you. We're going to write them down. We're going to put... <laughs> uh, another Vision slogan board. of mine is... Instagram. <laughs> everybody wants to work, but nobody wants to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants to have work. Nobody wants to work. It, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of uh, this uh, thing that Dr. Ken Robinson says, where he he uh, he's he's a, an, an education uh, specialist, mm-hmm. and he posits the idea that he went to to uh, see a friend in concert, and he goes up to his friend after the concert and says, "Hey, you know, I I, I admire your artistry, and I admire your craft, um, and you know, I wish I could play play piano like you." And then uh, the friend was like, "No, you don't." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Y- yeah, I do. Yeah. I, w- I want to play piano like you. Like, I-, I really wish I had that skill. No, you don't. Because if you did, you'd be doing it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, this is, the, this is the funny thing, man. I always go, be, like, uh, you know, so the new Beijing Boys video did a million, right? And they were like, oh, man, like, that's so cool. Like, it's so inspiring. Or, like, you know, I go touring for, like, a month or two months. I'm gone from L.A. And I come back and they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wish, like, that's so awesome. And, you know, like, no disrespect to them, but it's like, what they didn't see was the three months before tour that I was emailing and on the phone every day. And what they don't see is how tough tour is on a lifestyle. Like, you know, what they don't see is, you know, yeah, sure. I dropped this video and it did a mill, but how I've many dropped, vid- how many videos have you dropped before? How many videos have I, and also, and it's like, how many hours? So, bro? so yeah, let's, exactly. let's, let's talk exactly. about that journey, exactly. man. Let's talk about that journey when, you know, mm-hmm. First mixtape. Yeah. First mixtape yeah. yeah. dropped yeah. out of uh, Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. So so I, I left Fuller and then I dropped the mixtape in February and just, uh, you know, a combination of circumstances lined what up. Years? And, uh, this is 2014. 14. 2014. Okay. So, so it's th- two years after you came to LA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Year, year, uh, year and a half. Year okay. and a half. So I arrived summer 2012. Year and a half. And then that spring finally got on the road. And and that was so really really I've only been doing it full time three and a half years, 
because that's when I dropped out and I started touring and stuff just lined up, you know, like some colleges booked me, uh, some organizations booked me, uh, you know, friends put me up and I wound up spending like a month on the East Coast, did a couple shows out here, spent a month on the East Coast, came back, did some shows up and down, San Luis Obispo, uh, I think one or two other places and just got that taste for like getting on the road. And like I said, you know, I've always been very good at going places. You know, if if school's seven hours away, I don't mind, man. That's the place for me. You know, if if, if, if work is in Beijing, I don't know nobody there, but I'm going to go because this is the future. And so touring, you know, like I think a lot of young artists don't know how tough touring is. You know, it seems like – but then what you realize is like you eat bad on tour unless you try really hard. You know, you uh, like yeah. – you're, you, don't sleep. you don't sleep enough. Like, like it's it's sh- like it is just kind of mentally crazy to be doing a show, then a show, then a travel day, then a show. And I'm not complaining about it at all, but it was cool because I sort of warmed up to it. You know, I did that. Then I did some little low key things, and and like you know, there were seasons of a lot of music, and then there were seasons of like pulling back and just re- refocusing. Um, but then. I, I know I know exactly when I started feeling like an artist. Uh, it was when I booked. Uh, there was there was a there's this woman who runs a nonprofit in Hong Kong, and they were doing a battle of the bands. Hmm. And she said like she saw some of my music and she'd heard about me through another mutual friend, and she was like, "Yo, uh, you know we can't pay you, but we'll fly you out. We'll cover your flight out." Uh, and so they flew me out to Hong Damn. Kong. Say no more. And yeah, yeah. So I, I, they flew me out to Hong Kong, put me up in a hotel, and I judged the Battle of the Bands and performed uh, as like a guest performer. And then I was also able to fly back to Beijing and do some performing there. I'd save some money to go up there, did a couple of low-key performances. And so I spent like two weeks out in Asia on uh, 2015. Gosh, yeah. 2015, I spent two weeks out in Asia and flew back. And I was just like, man... Like, music's, you know, I've flown into, like, I'd had the experience of flying, being, not flying in, but being flown out to a city. As an artist. As an artist. For your artistry. And being met and, you know, like, and being taken to a hotel and being put up and being shown around the city. And that was when I was like, man, like, I really, I do this. <laughs> you made you know? it. Like, yeah, like, like yeah, I'll like, go to your cafe it. and be a feature at your open mic. You know, like, it was like. <laughs> That for me was when I started seeing myself as an it artist. Real. Yeah. It became real because I knew at that point, damn man, I can fly halfway around the world and hold it down. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like that <laughs> really reoriented my thing to be like, man, I, I can hit stages and I know what to do. So you get back to LA and mm-hmm. what's the, what's the mindset? You're gonna hit the ground running. The mindset was because I'm yeah, assuming that's like rolling. a that's like a that's a huge yeah yeah huge um so at that point I was like I'll say okay my my five years in LA right the first two years was just like terror <laughs> you know and then that second like year and a half year and a half two years was like increasing confidence uh, putting together a repertoire putting together a track record, you know, I put out some videos, some people know me, and then and then that light switch happened. And then the last year and a half has been like just, you know, improve uh iterating and improving the formula, you know. I, I do want to ask cuz um when Axel when Axel yeah. talked to me about you, he um 
like he presented, he showed me the Marvels. Yeah. Oh, dude, and dude, that's, that's the video that I went home. Wanted fucking, I wanted to cry when I saw that I video, did cry. Bro. Hey. Like Every time, I, bro. you know, because <laughs> dude, that's like, I feel like that, that, that was me when I was younger, bro. And right. like, so can, can you talk <laughs> a little bit about it? Yeah, dude, Yo, I was just like, man. wow, man. This I see the t-shirt and all that, man. Yeah. He did it just for you, buddy. I didn't, but that's the point. I'm wearing a Wonder Woman t-shirt. Exactly. I'm wearing a Wonder Woman shirt for anybody who's listening. But yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk to us about that, dude. What was the inspiration? Was this before? This was before Hong Kong. This was yeah. So I, that was the video that got me booked in Hong Kong. Oh shit! Okay, cool. she saw so that, and then let, let, yeah. let, let's let, let's talk about that process. That what where did that inspiration come from? Where did, where where? Because that if oh, dude, I, it was so real. <sighs> so yeah. well done, by the way. Thanks. And so well and, done, and, and and like you low key booked. Uh, you got a uh, your boy. What's his name? What, what? Hudson Hudson Yang. Yeah, yeah, fresh off the boat. From a fresh yeah. off the boat, dude. Yeah. That's shout out to you, dude. Yeah. Wait, do you, wait, wait, wait. Do you know? Um, What's his name? What's his name? Uh, what is who? Eddie Wong? Have you met? Nah, him? I don't. I, we got mutual <laughs> friends. We got okay, mutual okay, friends. Okay, My okay, boys are yeah. uh, in the yeah. Bay Area. Have you uh, met him yet? I feel like you. You. Oh, uh, we've been in the same room. We were just at. Uh, there's this new film out right now. Justin Sean put out this film called Gook. I was just it's really I was good. Give me my plug at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we were just. Uh, so, so we were all at the same screening. Okay, cool. So yeah. I was gonna talk about yeah. it, but go ahead. You, you Wait, can talk about. Here, yeah. you know, do you remember what? Uh, do you, nice. Yeah. You know what no, it's it's a great film. It's a so it's interesting because they they market it as it's about the LA riots, but it's really not. It's set amongst the LA riots mm. or the LA uprising, but it's actually just about uh, blacks and Asians in America, mm-hmm. is what it is. Because it's a, there's a very weird dynamic between them, yeah. Especially at that time, yeah. And because you know we're in a lot of the same neighborhoods, mm-hmm. uh, we're put in similar circumstances, but we're so culturally different, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a great, like low key to me, it's the best. Asian American film I've seen since uh, Better Luck Tomorrow, which was Justin Lin's debut. You know, Justin Lin from Star Trek, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, from yeah. Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Uh, this to me is the best Asian American film. Just in terms of a good film, it's interesting, it's well shot. Um, yeah, but but uh, but so actually, Eddie Wong. The last time I saw him, we were all at the same screening over at uh, LA Live. Oh, dope! Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. nice to work there. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, dude, and it's so interesting because. Um, the reason I, I, I that that movie caught my eye was because mm-hmm. um, I remember seeing videos because sometimes you could just YouTube like videos of the LA riots yeah. they're all up there and there was time there were there was literally a battle there was people yeah. there was there was like a there was like a like a, literally a standoff between like uh, the Asian the Korean mm-hmm. store owners with. The, with you know the looters, the looters you know yeah. and they're just shooting each other yeah. I remember seeing it shooting yeah. with each yeah. other like there's and the crazy footage. thing the crazy yeah. thing that's, that goes unseen in that footage right is the fact that the police line uh, was drawn past Koreatown so they protected Beverly Hills yeah protected Culver they protected you, protect you know what I'm saying they protect, yeah. yeah they protected mm-hmm. even even like East Hollywood but they didn't protect anything in Koreatown, right? So the park, all the, the park, way from, ev- everything. yeah, they, they pulled past mm-hmm. where all the ethnics were. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what, so what did they, what did the, what did the store owners have to do? They had to, they had to, they had to whip out the guests, And that's exactly yeah. that shit that we're talking about, I mean, that like we're put against each other. Yeah, that, you're, you know? you're pinned. I mean, what do you yeah. do at that point? What do you do? You have to protect your livelihood mm-hmm. and you're not going to get protected by a city. Yeah, that's and, your and, life. And, and that's literally your life that you're that yeah. you're protecting. And, and, yeah. and from a, I, I hate to interrupt. And from a business perspective, yeah, I want to go back and talk about that. Mm-hmm. Why was that? Why is that? 
Why is it that in Beverly Hills, they will not let the metro fucking go through? Like, why right. is it that they right. will not? It's because of the communication that they have with the city. Because right. of the money and power that they're able to go, no, this organization, that this, this HOA of mm. this neighborhood mm -hmm. will not stand for that. But in other neighborhoods, other cultural neighborhoods that don't have that pull or don't have that communication yeah. or don't have that institution that's already been there... Mm. They can't, they can't pull that kind of shit. They can't be like, no, it's not going to happen. Because, like, despite the fact that Koreans, um, mm -hmm. you know, in mm -hmm. Koreatown and elsewhere own a lot, like, I, 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 I don't know, but I don't see the same type of communication Definitely. as, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, and it's, and was it's, that it's, the, reality? it's, it's the systems of it, right? It's the systems of it, which is that uh, as much as the people can band together, you don't, like, like you look at this with uh, DAPL. Right, that that Dakota pipeline. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh yeah, Dude. the people marched and all that. But then you There's know, no in, in the end, I mean, the no money. No, 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 not that. No, right? it wasn't even that. It was just money won in the end. Yeah, like it's, it's it. Well, when money's winning. Like who's in power really? Yeah. Yeah. And, where, and who? The and institution who's, that's mm -hmm. that's driving that mm -hmm. is much bigger, much more powerful than the people that are banding together. Yeah, and so we, that's, that's why I think, like, again, sad. this this idea of freedom is like we gotta find ways. Uh, to resist our whole lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, resistance isn't a thing. Like, victories look different for us. Yeah. You know, victories... Like, my... I, I, man, I'm not gonna win a Grammy. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting that out there right now. I don't, I don't care I already. Don't know, like, man. No, but I don't care already because yeah. the thing is, like, they're not validating me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what it... You're may right. or may not like, like you don't give a shit if they give you one yeah right because, because like, like oh, either, that's nice yeah. that's not the point either they change to reflect what my people are doing or we don't care you know right, right. There you go. why is there a latin grammys yeah. because the grammys don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying but because they realize damn these people are killing it i always think of jackie robinson you know i think about jackie robinson i think about how like people actually what like everybody loves 42 and dodgers and all that right. what they don't know is the negro leagues you know what I'm saying? And, like, the Negro Leagues, I think if, right, so the Negro Leagues, these independently, well, black-owned and operated baseball teams with all black stars, if the Negro Leagues didn't exist, there would be no Jackie Robinson. Right. Now, you know, Major League Baseball has a complicated history with the heritage of the Negro Leagues because low-key the Negro Leagues were founded because MLB was was racist. Right, right. But the thing is, so they always going to celebrate Jackie Robinson, but, you know, it's Satchel Paige yeah. that... We forget that people have to create, they have to make their own spaces. Exactly. That how these people, long exactly. it took yeah. how much, how much exactly. went into that. And that, and that exactly. goes unrecognized. But yeah. then all yeah. of a sudden, yeah. Jackie Robinson, you're one of us. Yeah, so Jackie Robinson gets the movie, but... Uh, but, you know, Satchel Paige is the one who made the change. Right. And so I'm not, I don't care about nobody recognizing me other than my people. And by my people, I don't just mean Asians, but by my people, I mean the people who care. That's the And the people who want to build. Straight up. It's you not know? about color at that point. It's just who, people who are supporting me and my message and, yeah. and are trying to listen to it and live it out, you know? There's, there's this worldwide wave of, like, people who... Uh, care to take the energy and the time and the investment to uh, find the real things and invest in them. And there's the people who are just willing to take what they get. And I'm, you know, like, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I, I don't need validation from the system. 
as long as I get validation from the people that matter, which is, you know, again, like rejection of that system. The people who matter aren't the ones with the money necessarily or aren't the ones with the recording academy. You know, it's it's the people, it's the kids. Man, on this last video, the kids who commented like, like, dude, I saw this one, some Vietnamese kid in like <laughs> New Zealand commented like, oh, time for us to form our trap group. And he tagged like all his buddies. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly it, it, man. Yo, do your own community. It, you know what I'm saying, man? Like, there's your own yeah, fucking niche, dude. There's yeah. some, if one kid in like Australia is like, Oh man, like maybe I could do that. You know, like that's what matters, man. Like forget a plaque, a trophy, a streaming number. If there is some kid halfway around the world who is like, man, my people are doing this. You gave him a that's taste. Everything. Of, you gave him a taste of freedom. That's man. everything. That's what Beijing boys is doing. But let's go back to uh, let's go back Marvels. to Marvels. Marvels. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna I'm yeah. I'm play the. I'm gonna play Pray for a spider bite or mutation Stood near the microwave to get irradiated Till one day, my little friend got bullied at the park I wanted to fight for justice, this could be my turn I squared up, looked the bullies in their faces Told them off, but they just laughed at this awkward fat nerd How do I do that? But yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, so, Where did that come from? so Marvels, <laughs> man, uh, and y'all have to chop this up and edit it back and forth and all that I know. Uh, Marvels is just real to me, man. Like, I'm just a nerdy dude, you know? Like, I grew up playing a lot of D&D and, like, you know, watching a lot of well, uh, gotta, for us, comics. Who, for, for those of yeah. us who don't know what D&D is. Oh, yeah, oh, lots man. of Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons man. And Dragons, lots of Dungeons man. and Dragons. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm trying to represent <laughs> for the people. Right, yeah, everybody else. People for the people. You're right, you're right. That's my voice on this thing. No, man, I grew up, like, uh, after on weekends going to Captain Blue Hen Comics in, in, Wilmington, <laughs> in uh, Newark, Delaware, and, like, you know, buying all the new things and just uh man to me that was everything you know i remember my first comic book convention this little tiny thing in the fireman's hall at university of delaware and just like walking around and like you know dreaming just dreaming man like just dreaming that we could be more than we are you know or more than what people tell us we are and so it, it's very natural to me to come so actually where it comes from is i was sitting uh, I flew down one of my producers from Sacramento where he lives and we did a week week of sessions. Um, we we're trying to put together an EP. He produced this one track uh, with his vocal sample. That's the Marvel sample. And it was just so beautiful to me. And I was like, man, this sounds like a movie. Like this sounds like a superhero movie theme music. And I was like, man, heroes. Like that's really a thing that I love. Um, and so I... I put together that record with with my producer at the time and my engineer, and we knew it was special. We knew it was special because it was like very personal to me. It the music felt really good, the message felt good, and it just taps into something that's so real. I noticed so many, especially people of color, like but just marginalized people everywhere. Right, this idea of like hidden identities and I'm more than you see, and you know. Um, like, people don't even know the full extent of who I am. I think that's such a, especially uh, for kids of color um, and, you know, for women and growing up, like, we look to these superhero stories because uh, that's really us, right? Because we have to have multiple identities. You know, there's our internal identity and our external. Of course. Um, and we knew it was going to be an important song for me. Uh, so we kickstarted, actually, like, a music video for it. Uh, and, then, and then brought in all this stuff. And, and it's the most expensive video I've ever done, but it was worth it. Um, 
Yeah, we worked with Hudson Yang from Fresh Off the Boat because uh, that was actually right around when season one of that launched. Yep. So the, I remember. I've been following right. that show from the get-go, <laughs> bro. So the funny thing is I've known his dad for a few years because his oh. dad is actually a big figure. Uh, he's a Wall Street Journal columnist. Oh, sh- he oh, no founded. Uh, that kid's a great actor, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He he's so he's solid. He really is. Dude. Yeah, that that character. He's holding he it down. Is, yeah, he is. Dude. And he's humble. Oh, he's he, a good dude. He's and not he's doing a lot of stuff. crazy ego. Yeah, he's 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 big in the community. I mean, because it's the show is so big for the community. Yeah, yeah it is. And, well, and yeah. fucking there's there is in the representation is not really there. So that's yeah. why it's yeah. Also so why it's new. Whoever is there, but he's no, he's killing it. But like, but I'm saying that's why he's so up there because. We don't got, yeah, yeah. How many people out and, there. And so the crazy thing is because his dad's been a fan. So I actually knew he was cast before they announced a lot of, th- you know, before they started doing their press push. Okay. Uh, his dad had been posting on Facebook because his dad, he's this, like he uh, he ghost wrote uh, Jackie Chan's biography in the 90s, you know, oh, and like shit. he's been a Wall Street Journal columnist. <laughs> he founded like an Asian American record label and it. magazine back in. So his dad is low key like a big figure in Asian American stuff. Wow. Yeah. Like, like just, just for the, the culture. Community, huh? From day one, like since I was a kid. And so, you know, when I started doing music back a while ago, he'd already known because there's not a lot of, you know, voices out there. And so we reached out to him and we were like, yo, man, we got this video and we'd love for Hudson to be in it. And his dad actually helped found this thing called Nerds of Color. And so he's super on that, like very, very, like that's our dude. You know what I'm saying? Like Harvard grad. Been working in media, Harvard. very aware, you know, like very all that. Yeah. Have you heard of BlurredCon? Yeah. Dude, yeah. BlurredCon, I'm trying to get those folks to come on, hey, man. You got to. This Dude, is I'm there. trying to. You have to. So hard. Tell them to come on. I've been reaching out to those. But for anybody that doesn't know, BlurredCon is so basically... Uh, you know, people people of color got together and they were like, you know what? Let's there's very little representation in the cosplay world and in the nerd world. Mm-hmm. Let's make our own convention. And so now they started their own blurred yeah. con, blurred convention. So they make appearances at different cons uh-huh. throughout the country, but uh-huh. they have their own event in Washington D.C. It's been I think they, this is their first or second year that they do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude. I mean, because I'm really into that shit. So right, so that's right. Blurred, like blur the line. Blurred is black nerd. That's what blurred uh-huh. means. But it, really, but it really encompasses. It really it, it's short for black nerd, but it really encompasses all of all POC rep- and LGBT cool. representation nice. within the nerd world. Oh, yeah. So all marginalized. All mm-hmm. marginalized communities centered in one place, which is, I think is awesome. That's but beautiful. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's my shit. So. Yeah. So no, exactly. Like, exactly. Like all of that, we knew Jeff was into that, Hudson's father. So he reached out and, and it actually worked out perfect because what happened was they were out. So at the time they were based in New York, but they were out here to do the first round of press for Fresh Off the Boat like the upfronts and the like television whatever association. And so on the tail end of that trip, uh, we got them for two days. And it's crazy, man. Like he did it as a favor. Like we, so we, we got a day and a half of shooting with them. Dude. They gave me a crazy rate because like, you know, at the time he was very low. Like now I know he's like 10, 50 times more. But, you know, like real low key, real chill. Great dude. You know, Jeff's been, we've communicated a lot. Over the years, and Hudson, he was younger then, but he's just a good, humble dude. You know, read comics on set and all that. Uh, he was watching Crunchyroll anime, of you know, course. on his iPad, <laughs> uh, in between takes. But a, a super pro, like, like when the cameras were on, he was an actor. It was crazy. He's very skilled, and and it was just this beautiful moment of so many things I love. Comic books. We, you know, we shot at a comic book store in Culver City. We got to rent it out for like three hours on a Saturday morning. Uh, so it was comic books. 
and it was like the community and it was rap music. Uh, and then we dropped it and, and got a really good response, uh, booked a lot of shows off it, and actually got to uh, actually got to work with Stan Lee's uh, people Damn, on a follow-up dude. thing. So I, I did actually a music video uh, that launched on, on the Stan Lee YouTube channel. And that was all out of this one, this wow. one single. That's Stan great, man. Lee, bro. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it because it was really just. Thanks. It, I feel like it's that's a lot of people like that that message of <clears throat> I, I I don't remember the exact line, but it's about yeah looking up to looking up this is looking up to these these figures, but then realizing that you can't really yeah you're, you're seeing yourself, in, but you don't really see yourself. Oh, dude, that's the those worst part. Mm. yeah, that was really hard to to like yeah feel, man. And, like, like, and I'm like damn, and you know, and now and now we're getting like I mean it, we're uh, the comic book in the comic book world, the nerd world is getting a little bit more diverse. Oh, it's great! The, it's the, a great the, time. Yeah, I mean we're getting yeah. we got I mean, studios. I mean to. we should I could do a whole episode on yeah. this, but dude, <laughs> like we're getting we're getting we probably should do an episode Loki, mm-hmm. but um but uh yeah okay, but um we get I mean we getting all kinds we got Miles Morales now we got yeah, fucking, yeah. well studios we got, have uh, to reflect the times because well, you, yeah. and Hellboy just cast Daniel Day Kim bro and yeah. then Homeboy yeah, uh, Homeboy uh, left the left yeah, the Ed role Strine. what's his name yeah, he, yeah, Ed, he, yeah. he left the role because he it's was awesome. like and that yeah. was that was I don't wow. know if that was on him or because but that was some really woke shit what's his name Ed Scrine Ed Scrine so so yeah. he's a, he's like a European white, white actor mm-hmm. but he kind of realized he, he the so he was he cast was for this half Japanese half Japanese role and he. And he no. gave up the role because he was like, this role should go to somebody who represents that wow. character more. However, wow. like because we've seen it in the past, we saw it in Doctor Strange. Yeah, there was that yeah, one yeah. character. I forget what her name, but the character. Yeah, Tilda Doctor- Swinton's this, the, the, exactly. the, the, the ancient one. Yeah, The ancient one. That's a, It's an Asian character. But guess mm. who played it? It was a white lady that played a white yeah. actor that played it. <laughs> the last summer. I mean, and, and, and there's, a campaign, <laughs> yeah. there's actually a campaign. What's that campaign called? The... The oh, fuck I forgot what it's called. Jesus, I forget the name. I I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. But it's where, like, where? but it's like, it's like, Keep it's it like, it's the no but the, 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 because Emma Stone played also yeah. a character who oh, was who, be Asian, who was supposed yeah. to be Asian, but he, he didn't. So there's actually a campaign where it's basically a hashtag with all all the first names of all these people that all these white so actors white. that played. Yeah, yeah, I forget what it's called. I forget. I'll look yeah, it up. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, like it's it's that's like some woke shit. The fact that he actually gave up his role mm-hmm. to to that's you know really cool. to to get somebody to represent that character a little bit. And better. did they get someone to represent? No, nah, I don't. They haven't cast. They, it oh, yet, oh, they did. They did. Uh, Daniel Day Kim from uh, Lost. Oh, you're He's right. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from uh, Lost, he was in Lost. Okay, and, yeah, and he was in Hawaii Five O. That's right. And, and he, he actually just left Hawaii Five O for some racist shit. Yeah, because they were underpaying him and Grace Park. Yeah, but and he's like he was like the second lead character. He was the second lead actor in that show. Well, you know what, though? It makes me happy to see that happening. Mm -hmm. It just Mm -hmm. makes me happy to see that, like, at least... You know, you know what I mean. Like to see that doesn't that make you feel? Good? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a different time. Because it's because like, like, yeah. this person. I mean, we. St- I mean, it's privilege. We yeah. st- straight yeah. up. I mean, I, I, don't, I like, mean, we don't know exactly what the reality whatever, is. Whatever, right, right. But, 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 but the result. The result is we got an Asian yeah, dude exactly. playing this Asian character, exactly. which and is the, great. And the result also, I think, perpetuates this sense of community amongst. All of us, and you know, yeah. and consciousness. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. because that's so that's the point where oh, that's where we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to mm-hmm. this consciousness yeah. of some uh, a level of consciousness where where we where we want to represent everybody. But um, right, 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 exactly. But yeah, man, uh, yeah, fucking marvels, bro. Thanks, like, man. No, that's that's, that's an important. But, okay, but I do want, I do yeah. want to talk a little bit about also um, Muslim Christian. 
Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. where did that come from, bro? Yeah, yeah that, that's and funny, oh, man. That's for anybody that doesn't know, that, talk a little bit about it. Christian kills Muslim, Muslim kills Christian. Christian takes Muslim and puts into prison. Muslim reads Quran, Christian reads scripture. Read every word but miss the big picture. Oh, all right, all right. Um, yeah, so that, that's crazy, man, because uh, Christian Muslim is actually one of the first records. I recorded that in Beijing, man. Like, oh, back, what? like, that was off, like, the, like, first mixtape ever. You know, that, like, we dropped in Beijing at the end of my time there. Um, and and what it was is it's just real to me, man. It's too real out here, man. Like, I've always, I've never shied away from talking about things, you know? Like, I can't. Like, that's not what I got into this for, you know? And, like, so be it. Like, if uh, – but, but yeah, so, like, the whole record, you know, I'm Christian. I, I was working at a church at the time. And just I hate uh, the rhetoric, you know, this idea of, like – like, I've never liked – Okay, I, I agree that there is a quote-unquote culture war going on, but it's not between religions, you know what I'm saying? It's between good people and bad people, you know what I'm saying? It's between, like, or not even good people, and bad, but good ideas and bad ideas, you know? Because, like, uh, uh, so one of my boys actually growing up, Ryan Tarpine, uh, my buddy, that actually got another song dedicated to him and his son on the last album, Arrivals. Um, but my buddy, uh, he, you know, grew up kind of culturally Catholic. Uh, in, in college, he converted to Islam. And it's just done so much good for his life. You know, he's become so aware of God and spirituality. And, and he married this awesome uh, Malaysian Muslim girl that he met in college. And they got a kid. And, you know, he's just, uh, it, it's done so much good in his life. And then I look around and, and you know, Christians, quote unquote, or, you know, even there's good people I know. But they, they're like, oh, Islam is blah. And it's just like, man, like that's, it, it's that fear and hope thing again. You know, it's like you're looking at the worst possible version of what something could be, you know, and vice versa. You know, like, like I think I know there's there's Muslims out there who look at the West and they're like, oh, Christianity has done so much horrible stuff, you know, pornography and and sexuality and drugs, you know, and and we all look at each other with the most fearful, worst assumptions possible. And I was like, man, I got to speak up about that because uh, I didn't get into music to hold my tongue, you know. So I, I recorded, I wrote this record, and I tried to be very even-handed about it, you know. Like, And actually on the album version of the song, not on the music video, but on the album, I actually got a verse from my friend uh, who's a Muslim rapper in Toronto. And, you know, so really tried to represent both sides and you know especially because i was still working at a church at the time it was very important for me to put out that record because it was in some ways uh a statement of integrity you know of like i'm i'm gonna say what i think is true and hopeful um and and that's that's sort of that mind state that went into that record and then the video is still one of my favorite Videos I put who out. The, who did the fu- the yeah. fucking animation for that? Yeah. Is. Shout out to Dude. that person. It's man. Can I have the number? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is the wild thing, man. Like those were some kids I met uh, in in actually the San Gabriel Valley while I was in Beijing. Uh, there was a uh, a college student that was in my young adults ministry in Beijing, and he had these friends who just started a production company, and I came out here to visit and to see, oh, could I move here? And I met up with them. And they were like, oh, of these songs on this record, we really like this one. And and they put together this whole pitch and treatment. And, you know, it's this crazy stop motion cardboard video. And there's like a character of me. And it's just a beautiful animation. They were in their garage all summer. Like, <laughs> stop. Like, 
every frame was a photo and the moving and a photo and like they painted all this stuff. So South Park season one, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, it looks exactly like that and but it was well made, man. They was, they killed it, yeah, dude. Yeah, they did. It's, and the it's message a great fucking really, video. It, it lined it, up with yeah. the animation mm-hmm. and the video. Yeah. It was they very put well months done, of work into that, dude. They put so much, like, now, it, dude, nowadays I shoot a music video on one day, edit it another day, and it's out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they, that was like, low key might be the highest production value thing I've ever made. You can see it. And you can yeah. tell, it's great. man. Yeah. 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 It comes through. Well, yeah. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good no. message. I mean, fuck, we could get into yeah. religion too. Like, we get so deep. We have, we can't, we can't have it before. Oh, I'm past, sure you but, have. I'm sure you but, have. Yeah. I know you guys. Um, I mean, we're at a Catholic church <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right Wait, now. I, I do have a question about, sorry, please, I do have a question please, about, please. Uh, back to Marvels because I forgot to ask this. Yeah. Why did you end it with, with Cyclops? Oh, yeah, man. Okay, so because growing up for me, Cyclops was always my favorite character. Okay. Right? It was Cyclops and Captain America okay. and why was Cyclops? my favorite character, which is because they were the leaders, man. It's so funny. You but, know? Like, I mean, one could argue. Right. <laughs> but, like, uh, this is not all right. This is not. Like, so, this, so this is the, I, 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 you know, I was, I'm, I'm a little older and all that. So, you know, like for me, like the 90s era, you know, when, like, when he was leading like the X-Men gold team and all that. Okay. Oh, like, it depends uh, on who produced the yeah, show. Yeah, right. Because no. definitely I know in the 2000s he's been kind of a dick. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, like I grew and up in the, like. And in the, in the films. Oh, in the films he's, he's just trash. a wall. Also <laughs> because James <laughs> Marsden is yeah, just not bit, as like coming. <laughs> James Marsden is just not as interesting a, a an actor as well, also, Hugh Jackman, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, dude, yeah come on. Yeah, and also Wolverine was also was always the the cool. Yeah, right. Like, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Because like I wasn't a cool dude growing up. You know what I'm oh, saying? Like I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't on that Wolverine or like uh, like who else is you know cool like you know like I was I was very straight laced. So to me, right again, as a young Chinese kid, you, right, of course it's the dude who is like the who's lead, like, the leader. Okay, cool. like, he was the, you know, yeah, he, okay. he, he was would, very yes, he right was, angles. He would, yeah. I was gonna, yeah. I was, I was gonna say it was because of the glasses, but uh, <laughs> but I didn't know. But I was, no, but I was yeah. like, that's genius. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, oh, uh, that is smart visually. That's very it smart. Is, that's but no, but it's, it is yeah. open to interpretation. I think. But that's that was. I was curious why that was. But yeah, my yeah my director and I, the reason we closed on that was actually he had talked and he asked me like who is because we were talking with our production designer and it was like they wanted to have an action figure in in my room mm. and and the figure we chose was because you know he was like my favorite character that growing up end. so they went out and they bought that and, nice. and they set it up nice. yeah good. it worked on a lot of levels man it does it does and that's what i love about art like people people will realize things that i didn't even realize yeah, but it might be yeah, true, right? you know it's yeah like, oh shit yeah. that's pretty that's actually pretty so, cool definitely so let's let's go back to so Fast forward. Yeah. Let's, let's hit. Let's hit Beijing boys. Yeah. And, well, I yeah. think arrivals. Oh, true. Let's talk about arrivals. Yeah, okay. Oh Beijing man, boys, thank you. That's <laughs> true. That's <laughs> no, true. <laughs> we got. We got. We got like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, no, let's, yeah. Let's that's let's why. So, uh, so arrivals. Uh, I consider it my first studio album. Yeah. Like you know, I've dropped mixtapes. I've dropped you know album, but like this was my first one, where I sat down. Uh, so, you know, I I dropped Marvels that did really well. Toured behind it. Then I got back off tour from that, and it was like, all right, what's next? You know, and, and the idea behind Marvels actually was like, can we make something that the message is strong and the music is strong? Because before that, I'd had, I, I'll be honest, like my first three years out here in L.A., my message was always strong, but the music didn't always support it. Marvels was the first time I felt like we'd executed music that, that emotionally brought people to a place. And I was like, all right, so we've done this now. Uh, it's like we the whole uh, time in LA 
had led to this culmination of, all right, we can make one thing that's like this. And then it, the idea was, I've got to make an album of things like that. You know, so so I knew that I wanted to have one producer. You know, I wanted to have, like, somebody helming the musical side of things. So um, my college buddy, Joe, uh, Joe Kai, uh, he he's... It's interesting because we both graduated and then I went to work for churches. He went to work for schools. But uh, around when I moved to L.A., he also went full-time with music. He's a violinist, classically trained, jazz, all this stuff. He's a dope musician. And he did a little tour down to L.A., did a couple shows, and we met up when he was down here. And he was like, yo, man, I'm tra-, you know, he's always been into hip-hop. He, he, uh, his senior thesis at Yale was actually about like black music. And, and, you know, sort of the threads of that over the last 150 years. And I said, man, I'm, I'm trying to put together this record. Would you be interested in coming in and, like, helming the musical side of it? Because at the time, I, I was definitely not a musically inclined person. Uh, you know, poetically, yes. Lyrically, yes. Performance, yes. Marketing, yes. But not music. Um, and he was like, you know what? That would be very interesting. And so we, we combined forces, uh, flew him down here, took the bus up to Sacramento, and we wound up uh, between us, you know, like we were talking every other day, send me new versions of tracks. Or I, I had like uh, 30, 40 demos written. And we just sat down and we're like, all right, these are the best five. You know, these are the ones that musically and conceptually we think it's strong. So the whole idea behind the album was like strong concepts and good music. You know, so each song on the album, it's about something. Nothing's just like a song. You know, everything's like, oh, this is a song about mental health. This is a song about relating to my sister. This is a song about money. This is a song about, you know, Asian American rappers and like anti-blackness and justice and speaking up. And, and then we wove the music around the vocals, actually. It was like, all right. So we sat down and it was like, what's the things, we just had these conversations about what's the things that, that are emotionally resonating with me? And, and then I'd be like, oh, here's something. And then we'd sit there. Uh, I'd be on like the sofa at his house and he'd be at his like computer and messing around with his violin or his keys. And he'd just play melodies. And I'd just be there on my computer until something clicked. And I was like, yo, uh, what about that? Let's loop that. Let's, let's develop that. And then go back to my computer and he'd put drums under it or he'd do whatever. And literally that's how we built it up was just coming up with ideas and then him cycling through melodies and sounds until it was like, that's the one. So actually the title of the album, now the title of the album actually, that's actually the title of the album initially was untitled. So he flew down for our first session. He was here for like four days. And we were recording, and we had like four, like five or six songs we thought were strong. And I was driving him back to LAX, and the conversation when we were driving back from my apartment was like, "What's the title? You know, we've got a couple songs, but in order to really develop this into an album, we got to have some kind of through line." And we we're talking about identity and talking about all this good stuff. You guys would love him. Um, and we got to LA, I uh, got to LAX, and I looked up, you know, at the sign, and it was like arrivals, and I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> yeah, we made it." Yeah, I was like, what if we just call it Arrivals? Because it works on so many levels. You know, our personal journeys, our family's journeys, our journeys as artists, as people, you know. It's like a statement of I am here. Yeah, but but then also the reason it's Arrivals and not Arrival is because it's this idea of like I'm here and I'm going to be here. You know, like like this continual. I'm going to keep coming. 
Exactly, and it goes to immigrant identity. It goes to everything. You know, we're all here. Five yeah. generations back to China. <laughs> exactly. Right. No. Exactly. Yeah. We made it. My great, family's great, great, been, We made it. Been arriving. You know, for generations, my family's been in this cycle of arriving. Um, so yeah. So that actually was where that concept. You know, we had some records, but that when we got that title, I love titles. I think for me, like, like even now, like songs, they start with a title. You know, usually. Um, that's yeah. that, that's very yeah. That's interesting. I've I've worked I've worked very similarly too. It's uh, like you have a concept, yeah, and then you go down. But it's weird. Have you ever mm-hmm. done it the other way around where it's just yeah? Like, that that's like my process. It's is like oh backwards. damn, this uh-huh. melody is sick, and then so see through. so that's the funny thing, right? Because I would say circa beginning of arrivals, I had very little production taste. I was just like, oh, everything's cool. I'll just rap over whatever. <laughs> you know, if I thought it was cool, I'd just rap over it. Um, but in the process of creating arrivals. I realized, like, no, I've got a musical, like, sense, you know, because he'd play me stuff. And honestly, what, what really helped me develop it was saying no to so much. Like, mm-hmm. he played something, I'd be like, mm, and play more and more. And I started realizing, like, damn, I actually, so I actually have a co-production credit on Arrivals because so much, you know, I, I've realized I'm not a musician, but I'm a producer. There you go. You know, man. I don't, I, I can't play nothing, but I know I've got taste. You know what you like. Exactly. And, and the crazy thing is I didn't know that before that. You know, I would, I would let so much shit slide. I'm a very chill dude. I'd just be like, oh, that's good. But then when, when he was really pushing me of, like, how can we make this better, I realized, like, no, I've actually got opinions. Like, and that, to me, is how 99% of taste is created is, like, just realizing you're allowed to say no. Right? Instead of being like, oh, this is a cool beat. Being like, well, no, what more do you want? Or what less do you want? And, uh, and then so now... I'm at, now I've come to the point. Uh, so Arrivals dropped a year ago, last September. Yeah, right. And you did the release show at Peak Yeah, Media. that was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was great. Oh, man. That was a fun-ass night. And then toured all fall. That's awesome. And then this year I've been writing. But this year my process has started to change mm. where it's like before it was very mind first, right? It was very like, okay, I want to talk about mental health. Let me compose something. Want to talk about family? Let me compose something. Now it's starting to turn around to like, all right, let me find something that I vibe with. With the Beijing Boys project, right? Yeah, Beijing, and even it's some more... Jason Shu music stuff. Okay. Like we're actually let's, shooting a. Let, let, yeah. let's, let's bring it to that. Let's bring it. <laughs> yeah, this is more yeah. Freaking, yeah. We're, getting that, we're getting that point. You're feeling it out <laughs> yeah. more, more, more so than than thinking yeah. about the concepts. Yeah. So I actually so got a, a new song that I just recorded yesterday, and um, I wrote it last week, and we're filming tomorrow. Damn, and, bro, uh, you do not waste time. Nah, <laughs> dude. P- the, the, the internet's is hungry, man. But uh, the internet don't waste time either. <laughs> but but this is one of those ones where I just started with a dope beat, and and this is one. Of the, it's actually still untitled. I got to figure out a title for it tonight. But like, I I've started to come around, and you know, and and this goes back to that imposter syndrome of like really coming into my artistry, and I think so much of it is realizing I'm allowed to say no and yes, and that's what makes me feel like an artist now, right? Like this is what I've realized. Like saying no is such a powerful thing. Cause like it's empowering. Exactly, exactly. Like it really is. It really is. Like the the, like you realize you're allowed to say no, and it's not a dick move. It's actually because you have a vision, right? And I think like the worst leaders are the leaders that say yes to everything, mm-hmm. right? Because yes, exactly because then because nobody no can backbone. say yes to everything. Yeah. Right. You it, the answer can you never be, able to be draw yes the line. to everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 really helped me, and and so that's why I'm starting to create from that more musical inspiration, um, and I think that it's a very interesting era in my career right now because I've shifted from what do I want people to be thinking about to what I what do I want people to be feeling, 
And it's still the same message. Yeah. But I'm realizing like sometimes I don't got to go through the mind to reach the heart. I can actually even go through the heart to reach the mind. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we're so out of time. So yeah, what's, wait, wait, again? what's next, bro? Let, let, there you let, go. Let's, let's, good. let's go. What's That's next? Good. Yeah, what's next? I got, uh, I got singles dropping, man. I got more Jason Chu singles. I got a couple more videos from the Arrivals Project. I got an animated video that's coming out soon. I got more just rap music, you know? Like, I'm, I'm at a point. Do you consider yourself a rapper or a poet? I, I usually say both. I say I'm a rapper slash poet. Um, what about storyteller? Where does that come through? Storyteller. <laughs> I mean, everything's telling stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I usually say rapper, poet, and then sometimes throw an activist. I wish also. everything was telling stories. I, it should be. It should be. It <laughs> they, should be. They, well, everything's telling stories, just whether they're I mean, yours or not. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, it's always a sometimes story. Sometimes we're telling other people's stories. And sometimes yeah. it's yeah. a bad story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, I got all that, and and then the Beijing Boys project that we've alluded to. That's that's really popping off. So, trying to do, uh, we might got some merch coming out. We might got some shows coming up in November. Um, the biggest thing right now is just like, like I'm just trying to make things at this point. You know, I, I at this point I'm very thankful. I'm very lucky. Uh, some people have heard of me. Some people know me. So I can book shows already. Like the big thing is just I want to keep making quality things uh, that make people feel something, that make people interested and engaged. That nobody gets turned off by, you know, not turned off by, but nobody gets excluded by, you know. So like, I'll make some turnt shit, but like, you know, there's never, never no misogyny, never no anti-nothing, never no like craziness, you know. It's just positivity, uh, but not corny positivity, you know. But like, just, just, uh, it's good times. It's good and, times. And yeah. Two, and two million views next time. Hey, you know, <laughs> keep doubling, keep doubling, yeah. keep doubling. <laughs> All right, bro. Uh, we got any recommendations? Any plugs? Dude, where can we find yeah, your shit? Yeah, all the media yeah. because Please. I fucking love the book. I love hey, the thanks, music. bro, bro. Give us, no. give us our, give us our your yeah. website, YouTube. That's your, what we're, pl- this, we're all plugging, that? Jason. Oh, man. <laughs> this, this is and, just and one gook. big plug. <laughs> yeah, and Gook. Gotta, gotta go watch that. Justin Sean's yes. Gook. It's still in some yes. theaters. Uh, I'm sure it'll be streaming soon. Um, my stuff is all jasonchumusic.com. Uh, you can go to jasonchumusic.com. Uh, all my social media, YouTube, Facebook. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snap. It's all Jason Chu Music. Jason C.H.U. Music. You got them all. Good cool. shit. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, anything but anything else? Uh, you, I, like I said, I was going to plug Gook, but you got it. So uh, And we good. talked about it, <laughs> so good. fuck it. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, dude. We'll, we'll plug you. Thank you so much, dude. Hey, thank you, this brother. This has been great. Uh, Shit. Super this fun. Is so much fun. <laughs> super fun. Oh, my God. Super fun. Thanks, bro. Hey, definitely. Right. We out. Thank hey. you. Insert Jason Chu exit music. <laughs> <laughs> Christian. Christian takes Muslim and puts into prison. Muslim reads Quran. Christian reads scripture. Read every word but miss the big picture. Now Hey guys, if you haven't already done so, make sure to follow us on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app or Google Play Music or Stitcher, which we're now officially on, and rate us five stars. That's five stars, please. We want to make sure that we can keep coming back and bring you this awesome content. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Talk. And on Twitter at PocTalk1. That's PocTalk with the number one. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or you just want to throw some shade at one of our panelists, you can write us at PocTalkPod at gmail.com or visit our website at PocTalkPod.com. Thank you for joining us and see you next time on PocTalk. Christian kills Muslim, Muslim kills Christian Muslim takes Christian and puts into prison We go back and forth in the name of religion But both us believe that we are God's children
Yo, let me talk to them for a minute. Let me get them in mind.